In the holy name of Jesus, amen. We are looking at the readings for the Easter Vigil, which will be the Saturday before Easter Sunday. I know I keep saying that, but it is a very powerful uh, and revealing service. It recounts the history of how God fought and saved his people. And we need to be reminded of that today. Luther says that when you are baptized into Christ, the devil, as you walk out of those waters, paints a large target onto you to shoot his fiery arrows against you. The devil is concerned only about you, only about me, only the Christians, the body of Christ in this world. The world, the rest of the world, he is the prince of the air, the prince of this world. He has it all under his control. He does not have you under his control. And so one of the things that we remember with the reading today, with the Egyptians pursuing Israel, and as Israel went through the waters and God saved them, the first thing that we remember today is, is that through the waters of baptism, yes, God saved you, and he's promised to give this to you time in and time out. But today is not just simply about baptism. Today is also about spiritual warfare, which you and I are immersed in whether you realize it or not. I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know if there is a connection. But look at what you just sang. O little flock, fear not the foe. Look at the hymn number. <laughs> Maybe a little connection. I'll have to ask the DPM if she knows anything later. But it's true. Fear not, little flock, the foe who madly seeks your overthrow. You and I, whether we realize it or not, are engaged in things today with our society, our community, and our world that I'm going to be very honest with you. 20 years ago, when I started as a pastor, I never thought I would see. There are retired pastors today, including Pastor Walter, who sat in my office when I first got her. Retired pastors who's upset. <laughs> Glad it's not you, or it's you and not me. I don't know how you're going to do this. The world has gone to hell in a handbasket. And as the world has gone to hell in a handbasket, not only is society falling apart around us with the darkness and the perversion of everything that God has given to us, but then you also have the devil prowling around you like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You heard on Ash Wednesday, remember that you are dust and the dust you shall return. When God condemns the serpent in the book of Genesis, he tells the serpent, cursed are you amongst all livestock, all animals and so forth, on your belly you shall go around on the ground, and the dust shall be your food. You are the dust. You are who he pursues. 
You and I are the pinnacle of God's creation, the apple of his eye, the one whom God has sent and given his son to die for you and to shed his holy blood to restore you with. And the devil's goal is to get you to walk away from that. Absolutely, he's centered on you. We can look at the world, we can look at all of the issues and say, tisk, tisk, tisk. But be careful lest you think you stand and you fall. You and I are in the midst of spiritual warfare, just as the Israelites were in this warfare with Egypt. But you'll notice that the Israelites don't look at Egypt and say, Oh my word, they're chasing after us. We are condemned. This is not going to be great. They look to their leader, Moses, and say, Why did you take us out into the wilderness? We had cemetery plots in Egypt. Have you ever thought about that? We had a place to die. We had food. We had water. Even though we were in slavery, we had all of these things. The one who has led them out, the angel of God, who I would dare say is the pre-incarnate Christ, is leading them with these miraculous things. And these show us the warfare that you and I are engaged in. Ephesians talks about spiritual warfare. We put on the armor of God and that we do these things according to the work and the will of God. But so many today have taken spiritual warfare and has simply said to us, here are the instruments, here's the armor, you go out and fight. You go out and engage in the devil. Come on, devil, bring it on. But if you actually go back and read Ephesians again, after there is the giving of all of the spiritual gifts, the armor of God, the word of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Paul says that as you engage in spiritual warfare, you stand. You stand firm in these things. What he means by that is, is that you, in a sense, are the sentry. If you know anything about military history, the sentry was the one who would go out ahead of the forces and he would keep watch for the enemy. Typically one person. And when he saw the enemy coming, he wouldn't sit there and say, okay, I'm gonna take on the whole army. He would go back and announce that the enemy is drawing near. He would call in the forces of the army by which he was a part of to go to battle. As you and I stand, we are the ones who are immersed in all of the mess of this world. And yes, the messes we've made with our own lives. Let's not forget about that as well. We complain to God about the things, the petty things of the world, just as the Israelites have done. But you'll notice as well what God says. Stand here, be silent, and I will fight for you. 
what Paul says is basically the same thing. When you see the attacks of the devil, when you see everything falling into hell in a handbasket in the world, when you see even persecution against Christians and everything else, you stand firm, but as Luther says, you call in the champion. You call in the one who has said, I will get glory, I will have victory, I will fight for you. That's the wondrous gift of prayer. Prayer is calling in Jesus who has gotten victory, who looks at the might of Satan and all of his trickery and his wanting to consume us. And I, I love this here. As true, God's own word is true. Not earth nor hell's satanic crew against us shall prevail. Their might, a joke, a mere facade. God is with us and we with God. Our victory cannot fail. He is the one who goes before us, behind us, and in us to take on this world for us. Because not only has he forgiven you of all of your sins, which we rejoice in the gift of holy baptism that he has now brought us out of the waters and into his promised land, but his warfare is not just simply to say, I got the victory, I got the glory. Whenever God goes against fighting the devil, he never takes delight in the death of any of his creation. The whole goal of warfare is to rescue those who have been consumed by the powers of this dark and violent and sinful world. Our job, yes, is to stand and to fight the good fight, which is to call upon the champion, but it is also not to look at this world and simply condemn them to hell. We do that with the devil already. Christ has already accomplished that. Our job is to stand, to fight, and to pray, and to invite those into this place so that they may have the victory as well that they may have the Lord's righteousness, that they may know that the Lord has fought for them as well by taking on all of their sins, their shame, their guilt, all of the devil's attacks against them, and he has put them to death for them as well. We might find ourselves trapped, fearful, worrying, trying to figure out, maybe I need to pull myself up by my bootstraps. Maybe I have to take on this temptation and everything else on our own. No. Call in the champion. Call the one who has already said, it is finished. And he will hear you. And he will fight for you. The Lord saved Israel from that day, from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, 
So the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. I, when I am lifted up on the cross, says Jesus, I will draw all people to myself. The cross is the glory of God. The cross is the power of salvation. The cross is that pillar that goes before us, behind us, and with us to make sure that we are confident that because of the cross, Satan's head has been crushed, our enemies are dead on the seashore, and the Lord will continue to give us the great power and promises as we continue on in this veil of tears and in the valley of the shadow of death. The horse and the rider has been thrown into the sea. Your sins have been washed away. They have been cast into the depths of the sea, no longer to be remembered. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So stand, fight, realize what is before you, around you. Pray to the Lord that he would lead us not into temptation, but that he would also deliver us from the evil one, from the attacks and power of the devil. And at all times and in all places, call in the champion. Amen, Lord Jesus, grant our prayer. Great captain, now make thine arm bare. Fight for us once again. So shall thy saints and martyrs raise a mighty chorus to thy praise forevermore. Amen. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.